Revenue Tools, financial reports from 2015, and more. This meeting is now in session. Uh, so, are we going to start a meeting here? Yeah, let's let's start a let's start a meeting. I'm going to take attendance first. Uh, first up, we have uh, John Kennedy. Uh, you are John Kennedy. No, and Wait, hold. Sorry, hold. There's on, not sorry, even I'll, a single P in that. Um, sorry, I was look. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, Paul DeShane. Yeah, that's me. Oh, okay. That's that was weird. I could, I looked up my other notes and anyway. Sorry. Uh, also, we have. Um, John Kennedy. Um, uh, no, 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 no they, I've never seen a John Kennedy on the okay, uh, I think, the oh, rolls before. Wait, hold on. Sorry again. Uh, I, maybe I'm squinting. It says here Aiden Morgan. For oh moment. yeah, that's you. Okay, because for a moment I could swear it said John Kennedy, and we also have. Um, who are you? Uh, I, I'm Jared. Jared Clark. Remember your intern. No, what? you don't. That doesn't That's ring a bell. Little... Come on, guys. We had an intern? Like, I was we your intern. Intern. Oh, my God. Be, like... That'll be cool. Oh, oh I can't believe I'm going to do this. <sighs> it's uh, it's me, Sherrit. Sherrit? Oh, Sherrit. Oh, oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> we were wondering seriously. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I think, and not only not only do we have Sherrit Clark, our, our intern, I think we have uh, Quorum now. We do. Wow. Yeah, it's great that you so, came. So we have quorum today. Yeah. So this meeting will actually mean something. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll have to like make lots of big decisions today. <laughs> so why did you come back? Well, to be honest, I, I can't find my bike. And I was just wondering if it was behind the boiler oh, or something. Maybe. You know, we, we there was a bike here, and we had to like disassemble it for parts. Seriously? Yeah. 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 I've only been gone for, like, what? Four weeks. It, those parts fetch a lot on the black market. Oh, they really do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Enough, enough for us to like, like keep with like like noodles for the next like few months. So, since we've already done the attendance list, do I have to stay for the whole meeting? Yeah, I think. Well, the doors oh, lock automatically. Yeah. So you're, yeah, the time locks you're don't stuck. Oh, don't open for another hour. So. Well, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's on our agenda? Well, um, well, first up. Uh, you remember a few weeks ago we were talking to uh, Colette Parks, Parks um, and Rec from, Parks and Rec, yes. from Roller Derby. Yes, I remember. I, I think her name was John Kennedy, though. No, no. Oh, no, okay. I'm pretty sure it isn't. I don't know not, why I keep thinking these things. No, okay. sorry. Uh, well, anyways, she was. Uh, she invited us to you know come out for the season opener for Roller Derby, for Pile of Bones Roller Derby mm -hmm. here in town. And I actually went to it, and I have the... Uh, some of the intro to Roller Derby that we can listen to oh, here. Oh, let's hear that. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, to sort of set the mood for today's uh, meeting of the QCIB. All right, let's meet the girls in green, the sassy lassies. Kicking it off for them, number 502, Acid Rain. Number three, 
Rossi's are also joined by their coaches, Coach Vincenti and Anti Authority. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without any further ado, I always thought they like opened up with silent meditation. I don't know what it would be neat. No. Okay. Paul, no. which was which was your name? <laughs> I I wasn't actually on the bill, sadly. Oh, come I'm on. I'm sorry. This was in fact so uh Young Offenda, Sriracha Sauce, Cutie Patootie, those were the sassy lassies. That's actually the uh that's actually the young kids. That's the uh the youth. Uh, roller derby, yeah. Oh. So these were all girls between seven and fourteen. <laughs> That's spicy. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my my roller derby name would be Bogus Potus. Oh, really? I don't know why. <laughs> Fake president. That's fantastic. Sure. I'm not sure what it is, but there it is. Yeah, and you know what? I think the uh, the junior derby would kick your butt, Hayden. <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> they, they were. These were terrifying young girls. <laughs> And uh, they, they, it was some, it was some extraordinary derby. I highly recommend people go out and catch uh, the next pile of bones uh, uh, game. I don't know when it is. I'm sorry. But anyways, what's next on the agenda? Uh, I believe we have, uh, we have, we have a guest, uh, an improvement vector candidate. Oh yeah, for today. And uh, I have his name is uh, John Kennedy. Are you sure about that? I, I don't know. Is are you actually John Present. Kennedy? Present. Excellent. With the actual genuine John Kennedy. Uh, and what's your what is your title, John? Well, <clears throat> my title is the uh, executive director, interim executive director of the Saskatchewan Cultural Exchange Society. Excellent. So what we're what we're going to do, John, is we're going to start with a uh, with a true false quiz uh, to see if you're. But I have roller derbied under the name Cutie Patootie. Oh, excellent. <laughs> is that Cutie or Judy Patootie? You say <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad you're sitting down because I don't know if I want to see your patootie. <laughs> <laughs> it's cutie though. We all we all know this. Uh, so in this okay, so in this uh, true false quiz, I'll present you with a series of questions, statements, or objects such as a uh, piece of candy, and you say whether it's true or false. Gotcha. Actually, that was the first question, and the answer is false. I'm not going to present you with a piece of candy because I ate it. True. That is true. Actually, excellent. Uh, but the previous statement, as you know, part of the true-false quiz, since you did answer rather thoughtfully with a got it, you actually get a point. Woohoo! Thank you. No, that was false. You don't get a point. You don't get a point for that one either because you, you didn't answer that one correctly. This is a maze of mystery and deception, this quiz. It surely is. It's, uh, you, just, you just have to be psychically nimble and you will pass. Which I am not. <laughs> you will pass anyway, trust me. True. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so question, uh, proper question number one. Uh, I see that your name is John Kennedy, and uh, I took some university classes back in the day with a guy named John Kennedy, and I can't help but notice that you and he have the same name but are not the same person. So I put it to you that you hunted him down, murdered him, and took his identity. False. No, it's true. It happened. So now that it is clearly established that you killed my old university buddy, John Kennedy, uh, truth is, you, you you probably already know this, that there can only be 13 John Kennedys in the world at any given time. 
And if someone wants to be a John Kennedy, it is that person's responsibility to destroy one of the original 13. That is true. You are correct. That is all quite true. It's a much easier club than Highlander. It's exactly like these, you know, instead of there can be only one, it's there can be only 13. Right. Yeah. So the system worked well enough for thousands of years, like for untold millennia. <clears throat> but it all went to hell when Lee Harvey Oswald, in a, in a bid to become another John Kennedy, assassinated the president. But before he could assume the name in the right of transference, he was murdered by Jack Ruby. Ruby became an unwitting John Kennedy, a crippled half-creature stuck between two worlds. Now the original balance has been upset, and the fabric of reality is beginning to unravel. False? No, that's true. It's happening. Yeah. So I, I, hate, I hate to be the one to tell you, but that's actually what's going on. Um, the consequence of having the wrong number of Kennedys in the world is that eventually the system goes out of control, and everyone, male or female, becomes named John Kennedy. Sure, let's go with that. Let's do that. Yeah. So you're saying that's true. Sure. It is true. And the, now, and the last question. True. That is also true. The only people immune to the canonization of their names will be people who had to change their names for whatever reason. For example, we have our intern uh, who calls himself Jared Clark, but is actually known in his original home country as Sherrod Clark, a.k.a. the Butcher of Brzezinsk. His country of birth no longer exists. True. That is true. And one bonus question. If you could improve any single thing about this city, what would it be? False. That is correct. <laughs> but if you could improve anything about this city, what would you improve, John? More live music. Oh, great answer. More live music. And what does this have to do with, uh, with you? Well, as you know... Uh um, I uh, work at the exchange, um, the Saskatchewan Cultural Exchange Society, uh, known uh, in the city as the exchange. Our, um, I guess, Regina-facing programming is a live music venue on 8th Avenue, two live music venues, the ch exchange and the club. And, yeah, the more live music, the merrier. Yeah, I agree. So tell, tell us a little bit about uh, about the exchange and uh, its mission like what and what it is you do. Well, the the mission of the of the society, the umbrella organization, is to provide um, interesting and relevant cultural experiences to the people of Saskatchewan, and that can take uh, any kind of uh, form. We run workshops for uh, uh, citizens all over the province. We uh, bring artists uh, to uh, different communities. We introduce communities to artists that are already living in their uh, uh, in that area and um, you know we also uh, run a, a school workshop every fall where we we airlift five uh, artists into um, you know 25 schools or so uh, through September and October and uh, you know just try to enhance the cultural lives of um, of uh, everybody in the province oh that's so you do that outreach function as well right yeah oh, I did not know so you're not just a nightclub. We're just not just a nightclub. I mean, the exchange is is obviously a very high profile um, building in Regina, and that's kind of our um, I call it the Regina facing program because that's what most people in Regina know us is is for the live music. But uh, yeah, we do a lot of outreach too. Right. Um, I understand you have a theme song. I I do. I have a theme song. It's um, 
a song uh, written by uh, a very good friend of mine named Ron Luce, and uh, it's probably my favorite song uh, by a Regina artist. Yeah. Can I play it now? Yeah, please yeah. do. Well, one thing you should know, his name is actually now John Kennedy. Like right. Because it's, it's already happened. That's his stage name, yeah. anyway. Yeah, Re- reality is beginning to unravel. All right. Okay. Well, let's play something by uh, John Kennedy. <laughs> A.K.A.? What's his name again? Ron Luce. Ron, Ron Luce, sorry. <laughs>
was great. That was some fine slide guitar. Yeah. Awesome Thank you, song. John Kennedy. Thank you. On uh, 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Yeah, we're the Queen City Improvement Bureau. <laughs> that we are. <laughs> so, John. Yes, sir. What is coming up at the exchange? Well, <clears throat> we've got all sorts of shows. We run about 200 shows there a year, so uh, just about any day of the week you can uh, come down and see something. This weekend we've got Old Man Canyon. It's a group out of Vancouver, and uh, they're playing uh, Tiny, a local Regina songwriter and musician, is is opening for them. And uh, I think the tickets are only 10 bucks, and the doors are open at 8 o'clock. Um, and then on the 18th, we've got Tyler Shaw, uh, up and coming kind of pop star type who's, uh, who's going to be playing the exchange. Um, how far should we go ahead? Yeah, maybe a couple more. A couple more. We got, uh, Royal Tusk coming on what date? The 25th, I think, of May. Mm-hmm. They're a rock band. Um, uh, featuring former members of uh, Ten Second Epic and uh, Big Wreck, and they're a rock band out of Vancouver, and uh, the BC group uh, Fake Shark is going to be joining them. And then uh, the Pack AD is coming also. I think Ooh. that's on uh, May 28th, and that's going to be a big show. Everybody likes them. Everyone loves them. You know, the other big show we've got coming at the end of May is uh, the Age of Electric, which is, uh, you know, formerly all Saskatchewan guys who all went on to uh, bigger and greater things, and they're uh, reuniting for uh, a tour this summer, and they're kicking things off at uh, at the exchange uh, where they kind of got their start. So that's pretty awesome too. Cool. Oh, I've, I've I haven't heard of the Age of Electric in a while. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is this sounds this sounds like a fine. This thing is to... a reunion tour, yeah. Very so nice. these are guys that uh, have gone on to lots of success in in other with other bands, and they're getting back together for a for a fun tour this summer. So, why does Regina need a thing like the Exchange? Like, why is um, uh, you know, we have nightclubs, we have bars, we have uh, you know, the arts center. Like, why right. why is the Exchange something that uh, is important? Well, I think the uh, the beautiful thing about the exchange is that's where a lot of bands really get their start. We're an incubator for uh, new acts. Um, quite often, you know, um, you can um, an act can book uh, the club side, the smaller uh, venue, for uh, a very reasonable fee, and um, and they can play a show for eight or ten people and kind of cut their teeth and work on their music and work on their performing skills and. Uh, um, quite often you'll see them uh, uh, show up again uh, a few years later and to a packed house, right? But uh, everybody needs their start. Right. Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I get the sense, too, that the exchange isn't some place where like, people are making like mittfuls of money in the, uh, the board of directors there, that this is a, a more of a, like a, a labor of love and of you know, cultural relevance. For sure it is. And, you know, we, we kind of have an artist first, uh, attitude at the exchange. We make sure artists get paid. Uh, no band will ever take a bath, um, on a show that they produce, uh, uh, with us. We'll, uh, we, we make sure that, the, you know, that, uh, uh, they're getting paid while they're developing. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I've seen, um, I can't remember what, I saw an art show there a long time ago. Yeah, right. gallery space. That you yeah, have. we've got uh, the eight track gallery. It's a space at the back of the club, and we uh, make that available free to charge to any uh, free of charge to any visual artist who wants to 
hang their uh, uh, work there and, and have a show. We'll even uh, host a reception for them and uh, help promote it and and just get, uh, you know, young up-and-coming visual artists the chance to kind of have that um, gallery experience. Yeah. Yeah, and that was um, the time that I was in there, it was at a rock show. So it right. was, you know, you get to see this, like, young person's work in a gallery and there's like you know there's going to be hundreds of people potentially who are going to like file through there in an evening yeah but you don't get at every art gallery in the city no that's exactly right and we make sure we promote it to all the audiences that are coming through the club there to make sure that they they check out what's going on in the on in the gallery yeah yeah um so and for you like how long have you been uh, uh, working there the i've been there just over a year yeah yeah. And so what drew, what drew you to the place? Like, why why did you end up there? You know, I've been, you know, kind of kicking around the, the cultural scene and the nonprofit world for about uh, 30 years. And those are have been my kind of two main uh, passions in my career. So when I had the opportunity to kind of combine them both, it was a, it was a rather a fortunate circumstance. And uh, luckily for me, I got the job. Nice. Yeah. I thought you wanted to be like a big time club owner. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. next on my next, list. Next, right. ne- next up being a baller. That's, do you, do you uh, ever like just pretend that you're a big time club owner and put on like a purple suit and strut around and cigars and drop and a lot rings. of e and yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We've got the uh, VIP room that I run. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, in the back, <laughs> far in the back. <laughs> just just keep going. If you think you're out in the parking lot, then <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think our venue manager, Xander, would uh, appreciate me uh, uh, throwing my weight around. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. And, um, yeah, do you guys, uh, like, I wanted to ask some more about the outreach that you guys are doing. Yeah. Like, uh, can you explain, can you just explain a little bit more what that is about? Well, you know, we look for opportunities to partner with other organizations or um, uh, artists to uh, do a wide variety of things. Like uh, over the summer, we're doing a, it's a partnership with File Hills uh, Coppell uh, Tribal Council, and we're running uh, 11 workshops uh, in different communities with uh, First Nations artists Lloyd Dubois and uh, Regina mural artist uh, Josh Goff, and they're going around workshopping and developing, taking bits and pieces of each workshop, and they're going to develop a a big mural that we're going to install <clears throat> in at the end of August or September. You uh, um, know, I'm not we. I don't think we've exactly picked the spot yet, but we've got to narrow down to a couple of spots. So that's a pretty exciting uh, yeah part of it. And right now, we're just in the process of organizing our um, fall workshop tour and we've got uh two or three new uh, uh communities there that we're hoping to get into buffalo narrows and and we're hoping to actually drop a few artists up into uh Lalosh and just kind of help that community kind of you know heal after the tragedy of last year and and yeah. uh you know um, we think culture uh has a has a role in all that stuff yeah absolutely absolutely sorry I'm I'm actually just enjoying the the, the massive amounts of benelin I took uh, half an hour ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just investigating this, this chair, which seems to be like bolted to the floor, but could tip me over at any moment. That could happen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is the room spinning? Just in in, in the most delightful way. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and I I did bring a special uh. Um, concert announcement specifically for the Queen City Improvement oh, uh, this, Bureau. I, I am, it's I'm an exclusive really for you guys. Yeah. Okay, I will play that yeah, right now that. then. 
wait a second. <laughs> Does this go somewhere? No. <laughs> You've been rickrolled. Oh, man. I'm, I'm glad we caught on to this rickrolling thing quickly. Otherwise, that would have been probably 30 seconds of the song before we caught on. Yeah. yeah. And I've got it playing in the background right now, too. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think John has uh, passed? Well, well, despite doing serious damage uh, to his candidacy with that, with the Rick Rowling, uh, nonetheless, uh, we're, we're good sports here at the, at the Bureau. Uh, so, yes, you are officially an improvement vector for the city of Regina as recognized by the Clean City Improvement Bureau. That's very exciting. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Normally, we have a certificate. Uh, however, we're having trouble with ink supply, uh, so we've requisitioned some new ink, and that will only take six to eight weeks to arrive. Superb. Yeah. And I think you have a new theme song. I'm just going to fade it out now. Oh, goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Asley. All right. All right. Well, thanks a lot, John, for coming in. Yeah, and if you can hang around no for the problem. rest of the uh, meeting, we would really appreciate it. Yeah, by all means. As you please. Right yeah. Do I get a vote? Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure, why not? Why not? Um, well, we have quorum now, so, so like, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. So next on the agenda... <coughs> I believe we have some innovative revenue tools. We do. That's when uh, we, we look at ways that the city can improve its bottom line by coming up with ways to increase revenue or to, you know, save money. I understand you have an innovative revenue tool this week. I do. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but at the end of every winter, the uh, the streets, you will, you'll go out, the, mm -hmm. s the snow will melt, the ice will disappear, and there will be, you know, there won't just be like... Uh, the leavings of dogs that are uncovered, but also potholes in the road. New yes. ones will have like appeared. The, the the heaving of the ice will split the asphalt in our streets. This is very poetic so far. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I feel like I'm really there. And the the thing is, is, this has been you know this has been dogging city council ever since the city started this. You know, trying to keep the roads patched, and um, you know it's a huge expense. And so this innovative revenue tool. Uh, basically, what we're saying is we don't have to patch the roads anymore. What we have to do is we have to like lean into our potholedness and oh. find a way to use them as an innovative revenue tool. And the way that we've, we're going to propose this week to do that is f when we find a road that has achieved such a poor condition that it's basically no longer fit for, for cars or beasts, <laughs> that we just we close it off. And we charge admission as a BMX track. Very good. Yep. So people can bring their BMX bikes or their motorbikes even, and they can come down and they can pay, you know, like, you know, $5 for an hour. And they can ride around on this beat-up old road uh, and get their kicks I think on that's the streets great. of Regina. I think, I think after a few years, we might run into an issue in which there will be no streets left. Well, you see... You see that as a problem. I see that as an opportunity. Eventually, oh. we're going to have like a world-class BMX track in Regina, like which is the entire city. Exactly. So you know how like there are the car races in Europe mm -hmm. that uh, travel through the streets of say Monaco uh -huh. in their their high-speed cars. It's we could have the same kind of through the streets of Regina uh, BMX race. So that, that sounds like a formula for success. Exactly. And people, you know, eventually when the roads get so beaten up, they can trade in their old cars and their old trucks and get BMX bikes. Everybody would be so fit. They, Mountain Dew sales would go through the roof. 
uh, it would it would revolutionize the city. It would it would, it would totally change the way that uh, people see Regina. I agree. It would be it would be one sick city. It would be one sick city, and uh, yeah. So that's that's the innovative revenue tool that I, that I brought this week. Excellent. And if that doesn't work, we have a few more. All right, and that's it for Innovative Revenue Tools for this week. As always, great tools. They are fantastic. I'm so glad that we have them. Uh, the city, it's going to be rolling in dough. Yes. After a year of our meetings. You're talking about money, right, when you say dough? No, no, I was talking about dough. All right. I like dough. <laughs> Let's all go out and bake. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next up on the agenda, um, I just wanted to mention we had the, uh, we've had the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District on a couple of times. And uh, last week they had their annual general meeting. And uh, I attended part of that to um, sort of take in all of the downtownness of it. And they talked about all of the great things that they've been doing for downtown. And they talked about a lot of that while they've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, at this AGM, they uh, had a tribute to Robert Gardikiotis, who is uh, the late Robert Gardikiotis. He, uh, he passed away this spring. And uh, he was the owner of O'Hanlon's Pub and Copper Kettle, the Copper Kettle. And many and m- more besides, I believe. Right. Yeah. And he was a huge champion of uh, Regina's downtown and this, the city in general. But he was a fixture of downtown. He was always uh, in the Copper Kettle and O'Hanlon's. Uh, and he was deeply involved with all the efforts to uh, sort of revitalize the downtown. And, you know, decades ago when people were leaving the downtown to, like, set up shop in the suburbs and there was nobody living down here and the, the downtown was pretty moribund, a lot of the time, Robert kept his business going, and he was kind mm-hmm. of the anchor, um, the anchor uh, restaurant for the city, really. And uh, you know, it was great that you know, he lived long enough that he was able to see sort of his dream of a revitalized downtown come to fruition. So, uh, to honor Robert Gardikiotis, uh, the RDBID uh, announced uh, an achievement award, a lifetime achievement award. Uh, Robert is the f- uh, the posthumously the first winner of this award, and they 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 had the award there for him. And uh, going forward, they'll be giving these awards out uh, in future future years, hmm. and it will be named the Robert Cardiquiotis Award for uh, lifetime achievement. And so I recorded um, a bit of the tribute to Robert because uh, I don't know. Uh, we we didn't mark Robert's passing uh, in one of our meetings, and uh, I think the importance of him to Regina is uh, huge. And uh, I, I I spoke to him a few, I've spoken to him a few times, and uh, he was he was a wonderful person and a great personality. And it's it's tragic that uh, that the Queen City's lost him. He, he was a true improvement vector. It's it's quite true. Absolutely, yes. we never got to give him a certificate. Oh, so uh, I have here. Um, some of the speech that Anna, his daughter, gave uh, in accepting the uh, the award. Hi, I'm a typical nine-year-old. Sorry, I pressed the wrong button. Uh, I'm very sorry about that. My name is Anna Gardikotis. I'm the eldest daughter of Robert and Anne. On behalf of my family today, I want to express our deepest appreciation to the Regina Downtown Business Improvement District 
board and staff members for commemorating my father in memoriam with this inaugural Downtown Achievement Award. We are very thrilled, and we know my father is looking down upon us, smiling ear to ear, proud as heck. Steve, I thank you very much for your kind words today. It's obviously you knew our father very well, and uh, clearly you've done a lot of research, spending many hours uh, together with him, probably on the patio of O'Hanlon's over the years. Going back uh, a few decades, there were many people who believed that downtowns had lost their relevance all, all across, I guess, North America. My father thought differently, though. He always had a grand vision for what the downtown district can mean to a city. His vision of a downtown was one that was a thriving commercial and cultural community that would serve as the heartbeat of the city. A strong downtown was meant to give people a sense of place, bringing citizens together through festivals, special events, unique commercial activities, and of course, day-to-day -day entertainment. In fact, he built and designed his businesses over his 50-year career with that same idea. They were just a microcosm of this bigger picture. So strong was his conviction that he invested and revitalized his downtown businesses throughout his 50 years plus in downtown Regina. Even at age 71, when most people are kicking back, um, enjoying the fruits of their labor, and even at a time when really there was no new business going on in downtown. The city's growth was happening, but it was elsewhere. A decade later, 2015, the Plaza Initiative was another form of encouragement that he needed, and he played his part, investing and building his own urban streetscape at 1900 Block Scarth. My father very much understood that the success of the Regina Downtown Business District hinged on the collection actions of uh, on the collective actions of individuals like himself, business people, and organizations like the city and the downtown revitalization group. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank both groups, the Regina Downtown Association and the city, for setting that environment, setting the policy direction and advocacy that has contributed to the many successes we have seen in recent years. In fact, it is these efforts and the strategic direction that have been key ingredients to the renewal we continue to see today with many local shops and restaurants opening that continue to draw new faces to this district. Such support is so vital to making this a long-term success. No doubt there are many challenges ahead, as there have been in the past. But these are very exciting times. My father's legacy has proved positive that a strong vision, paired with hard work, entrepreneurial spirit, a can-do and cooperative attitude, will help us stay the course and reach new heights. My family, along with our management team, Destiny Slobodian, Curtis Tkarchuk and Andrew Shanks, uh, the Copper Kettle and O'Hanlon's, 
Look forward to participating with Regina Downtown as it continues on doing its good work. As my father wished, we now turn our attention to actively planning for the future. Partaking in these exciting new initiatives aim to broaden the scope and appeal of downtown and further enriching Regina's identity. Thank you again for the wonderful tribute to my father. And thank you for your time today. Okay. So that was uh, Anna Gartigiotti's uh, tribute to Robert. And uh, sorry, I hit the wrong button there when we went into uh, into that. Uh, my apologies. And, and now he's looking down on us, probably probably riding around a gigantic spinach and feta pizza. Yeah. Yes. That's, that sounds pretty off. I, I, I think he's literally good. rolling in dough. He is. Well, yeah. yes. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Well, next up on the agenda, uh, uh, share it. Oh, we were going to talk to Sherrod? I thought we should. I think so. I mean, he yeah. took all the trouble to be here, and he can't leave. That's yeah. Nice so. of you guys. Yes. <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, you know, I was listening to the radio not too long ago, and... Uh, <laughs> you hippie. <laughs> I know. I'm so retro. And, uh, I, you know, I remember we were talking when you were here about, like, what kind of a radio show would you like to host if you ever got to host a radio show? <laughs> And as, it, as if as if such as, things as if happen. An intern gets to host a radio show. I know that's what I was thinking, and yet here I am. I was listening to the radio, and then I heard this guy, and he was talking about like animals and stuff. Hmm. And um, it was it was really odd because the voice sounded very 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 familiar, and I was I was I was worried it might be you. Actually, it was like oh. get out. The uh, the big wigs at CJTR where you where this meeting is broadcast they I guess they heard me on the show or on at the during the meeting and sent me an email and said we want to make that nature show happen and you know that's why I just stopped showing up to here because oh I got a new gig oh good for you congratulations I guess yeah Yeah. I haven't had coffees in you know the weeks since you've been gone so much paperwork just piling up on your desk yeah. Yeah, you have a, which you, I know it looks like it was built from a, a bicycle, <laughs> but that's just an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bike. <laughs> I miss it so much. Um, well, that's great. You know, uh, that CJTR, is, it's, they are the station that make, makes dreams come true. Really, It, it was. I got this email, mm-hmm. and uh, I took it to my wife, and I said, you're never going to believe this. They want me to do this nature radio show. And my wife's response was, isn't this like your dream? I was like, yes, it is. This is amazing. <laughs> well, I got to say, it was a great show. Well, thank you. To. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I heard, I heard Nature Show, but it's uh, the host is a guy named Jared Clark. Oh, yeah, no, I think this would be different. Oh, okay. No, 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 remember, remember what we talked about at the beginning here. I don't no. really. At the beginning of the meeting, I think it's in the minutes. Can we look back at the minutes? Do we take minutes? I don't. Do we take no. Mi- uh, we minutes. Were, I'm out of ink in the pens no. too, not just the printer. Okay. Is that my newts? I thought we take my newts. No, I took your newts because I was really hungry. I'm a Wait, terrible bureaucrat. Those were my newts too. Oh yes. You ate my newts? Maybe. Yes. Jesus, Paul. They went, with, <laughs> they went in with the noodles. They were good. Yeah, Aww. delicious. A little wriggly, but pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So you have a radio show now. Yeah, The yeah. Prairie Naturalist. Fantastic. It's on uh, Thursday nights at 6 p.m. Oh, hey, that's right before when we have our meetings. No wonder you're not coming. Well, like you just said. <laughs> no wonder you can't make it. 
Exactly. Yeah, you'd have to exactly. go all the way across town from the CJTR building to our mm-hmm. sub-basement under City Hall. And since yeah. I don't have a bike, like, how else would I get here? Oh, good point. Good, good point. point. And my newts are gone, so there's no real reason for me to come back. No bikes, no newts. Just just friendship and and uh, and Us. good good chat. Yeah. Wait, I know you, you two are friends, but are you including me in that? We could. Yeah. Did yeah. you get me a coffee? Oh. No, sorry. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't blame you one bit. So the Prairie Naturalist, uh, does it... Um, I, I understand that it at one time aired every other week, and that's, yeah. that's changed. Yes, it has. Yeah? So somewhere in my brain I thought, hey, this would be a good idea to go every week. So we're on the radio weekly now. That's fantastic. It's been good. It's yeah. uh, It's a lot of work. I work full-time... You know, besides doing the volunteer radio show, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it. My wife looks at me like, "Really? This you're going to do it weekly?" But I say, "Yeah, really, I am." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "Okay, awesome, love you." <laughs> I bring her coffee. <laughs> well, thanks for checking awesome. in uh, with uh, uh, the Queen City Improvement Bureau and ninety-one point three CJTR uh, Regina Community Radio. Um, but I wanted to ask. Uh, you know, if we ever get a chance to, like, get out of here again, I've heard that spring is here. Yeah. Well, it was. The last couple of days, I, I, I hear it was snowing around Edenwald today. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah. Well, sometimes it snows in April, as Prince once said. Did he? Yeah, he did. There was a song called Sometimes It Snows in April. Wow. Yeah. And this is May, so, yeah. He was wrong. He was wrong. <laughs> Prince, you Dumb were wrong. Prince. Yeah. What, uh... Okay, well, eventually spring will come back, we mm-hmm, hope. Mm-hmm. What can we expect to see in the Queen City in terms of uh, fauna? Well, what's been really interesting with the last couple days with this cold weather, um, the rain has actually forced a lot of the birds that are migrating, uh, typically over top of Regina to the boreal forest, with the rain it actually forces them out of the sky and they land. And so for the last two or three days with, with this rain, we've been seeing incredible bird numbers in the park, or in the city, um, a diversity of different warblers, um, sparrows, birds like rose-breasted grosbeaks. It's just, it's been these kind of situations, while they're tough on birds because they want to keep flying to the forest, mm-hmm. um, they're really neat because we're seeing a whole bunch of stuff. Cool. So um, the, the grosbeak, yeah. um, what, what kind of attacks would it, would it have? The grosbeak has this enormous beak, so it's just like it is like a crushing attack. So it's kind of big. It's so kind like of like a bulky. super spinning crushing attack. Yeah. Okay. So like it comes at you, and if it latches, like you're done. Yeah. Like you might as well just cry in the corner for the rest of the day because your fingers not coming back. Okay. Ooh. And what about the warbler? What kind of attacks does a warbler have? I feel like there'd be more of a sneak attack. Like okay. they're pretty small, so they're like. You're looking around, and they come at you from out of the bush and, like, peck your eyes out or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds so, good. Or maybe yeah. sonic. A sonic attack? Yeah. Like a warble. Like a warble. Ooh. Like a sonic, uh, like a, a shrieking sonic warble attack. Right. That would be awesome. good. Awesome. Uh, this, so makes, this makes the city sound like a really dangerous place. Right. It's yeah. pretty dangerous. Yeah. And what would be the, um, what would be, like, say, the, the mega evolution of a grosbeak? The mega evolution yeah, of a grosbeak? Yeah, like would it be, like, a... A uh, grossly prime beak, <laughs> or a a mega gross beak. 
I like Mega Gross Beak. Yeah. Kind of has like a Transformer feel to it. It does. Mega yeah. Gross mm-hmm. Beak. Yeah. And then like it would maybe like transform into like a badass Canada Goose or something. Cool. Ooh. Is that where Canada Geese come from or Canada Geese like the mega evolution of Probably. a Gross Beak? I think Canada Geese are like the pinnacle evolution of right. birds. Right. Pretty much. So pretty are you much. saying yeah. that if I was you're to take my Pokeball, if I take my Pokeball out into yes. Wisconsin Park, yes. I want to I want to capture Wait. a Gross Beak. What? Wait. Sorry, what's that? In I, I don't think that's a real thing. What? Yeah. yeah. What's Pokemon, Paul? Uh, no, it's my. I'd, I'd, you take your Pokeball out, and you, I'd catch. I'd Wait. throw it. I and then I catch a gross beak, no. and then Aiden I'd, maybe, I'd, for I'd example, see. would have a warbler, and then I'd be like, I what? choose you, gross beak, and I'd throw my ball, and boo, he'd come out, and he'd like it with his like beak yes. attack. Um, are, are you talking? Okay. Yeah. I no. saw that on TV. Oh. Oh, to see, okay. John knows. John knows. Well, what I'm John talking. knows. All right. Okay. At first, I thought you were like, maybe you had some of those drugs that Aiden had before the show. Oh, of mm, course I did. Yeah, I mean, duh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. This All right. Is the only way we get through these meetings. Yeah, that's so, fair. That's true. Our, okay. our, li- our lives are a dystopian hellscape. So, what other kind of Pokemon would we find in Wisconsin Park uh, in the spring? Uh well, there's a I mean, re- animals. A really cool one: the Western Painted Turtle. Oh, yeah. Do you know that there are turtles in the in Wascana Marsh? Well, <laughs> we do now. Yeah, so they like they almost have their own Pokeball. What'd you call it? A Pokeball. Pokeball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was right. Hey, <laughs> um, they have like their own Pokeball, in like encasing with that hard shell. Right. You just pick it up and they suck right in, and then you mm. throw them, and then when they land after a while, after if they're not hurt, they'll. Come they'll, back out they'll attack and, with their, yeah. with it's their a slower slow, attack, a slower chomping mm-hmm. strike. Yeah. yeah, but I learned, uh-huh. I learned from Kelsey Marchand, who's a turtle researcher in the park, that the turtles can actually move super fast. So no. one turtle that she's tracking was seeing, or she she knew it was on under Louvan Drive. Okay, one to two days later, it was under Albert Street. No way. Yeah. So it just it made flew, its way. It or it flew. I got, I'm thinking mega <laughs> gross beaks. You're turtle birds. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. It swam all the way up the creek from Louvan Drive to Albert Street within two days. Huh. And they're in, in between. There's like this, this hair lounging on, on the park. <laughs> just kinda, <laughs> oh, I'm so going to win. I'm just going to like That's relax. Right. Relax. And it yeah. just beat them so bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Hairs no don't the, have any special powers, so no, I don't think so. No, that's too bad. Poor, poor hairs. Yeah. Hey, Luba, so Luba and Albert, that's quite the commute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's in two days. Two days, yeah. 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 Well, as long as your work schedule is not too demanding, you could do it. The typical nine-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. She mentioned that uh, over the weekend she saw a flock of pelicans nice. out by the uh, National Art, um, the NAC. The what? The what do you call it? The building out there. Well, I don't know why I'm blanking on it. It's uh, just Nexus Art Center. That's the one thing. Hey, <laughs> I, I saw don't those... leave the basement very often, so I forget <laughs> I know, these things. I know. I actually saw. I probably saw the same flock of pelicans last night because I was at the Nexus yeah. Art Center, hmm. and they were just all huddled together on what's called Pelican Island, just on the other side, south side of Science Center. There. Well, that's mm-hmm. convenient. I know. Yeah. It was yeah. like they knew that that. That island's named after them. Yeah, and there were a lot of them, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't really, they don't nest here. So they'll net, the closest place that they breed or nest is either 
uh, Quill Lakes or at uh, Chaplin, no, at Reed Lake, sorry, which is just past Chaplin around Morse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the birds that we see in the park are actually um, kind of transient. They'll fly 50 kilometers or long distances to forage and feed and then fly back to the colony. So these aren't breeders here. They just kind of oh, hang wow. out. So they're just transient. Like, should, we, should we alert the police about this, about the transient bird? The oh, hobo um, pelicans. Hobo, yeah. yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. I think, I think Might so. be worth I mean, yeah. I mean, the police are well paid here. So. Extremely well. So paid. I think I think they should. Uh, I think we should make them work on the bird problem. Yeah. So. Although I don't find the pelicans to be too much of a problem. No. Um, yeah. We we just that's because you're cutting them slack. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever get up and close and personal with them? The pelicans? Yeah. God no. Yeah, they're should scary. I? Yeah. No, they got like you know their <laughs> big giant beak they have. Yeah. Little sneak attack on the tip. Real sharp little thing there. And then on the inside of their beaks, they have all these little razors, like teeth, on the what? top of their beak, so that when they grab a fish, it can't like swim out, like it can't flip flop out. Wow! But if you if they get you, that like cuts up your whole hand. Seriously? Yeah. See, now I've seen these things in cartoons, and people will like happily like hop into the little bucket there and <laughs> that, just fly around. That is for... a bad thing to do. <laughs> like, really? Your baby comes out of the pelican's mouth, and it's like. Mm. They'd be kind of lacerated. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We okay. don't. Dangerous. We, we generally at the at the QCIB we have a policy against lacerating babies. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Even I with mean, a pelican. I mean, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it is a policy. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's more guideline, really. Yeah, more guideline. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, there's got to be wiggle room in these things because you never know. Yeah. What about like mega predators? Uh, any like large animals to like, watch out for? Like mammoths, mega mammoths, predators. Yeah. No mammoths. Do we get coyotes in town? In the winter, yeah. In the winter, when the the creek is frozen, they'll they'll come in, but they're really they're really of no concern. Um, they eat the rabbits and mice. Mo- the and a study shows uh, uh, urban coyotes in Vancouver. Their ninety percent of their diet is like small mammals, so like mice and voles and rats, kind of thing. Right. So they're really not a concern. I would be more concerned about the Cooper's hawks that nest within Wascana Park. Those Cooper's hawks? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Science Center had a a webcam on the nest last year, Um, but uh, these things are aerial predators. So that grosbeak, the mega grosbeak that we already talked about, the Cooper's hawks are just, they fly and grab the birds out of the air. Oh, my God. And they have these giant talons. My mom got, we were banding them in the park the one time, putting aluminum bands on their legs to identify them. And my mom was holding the bag, and we put them in a little cloth bag, and the Cooper's Hawk talon, back talon, which was like inch, maybe, of just pure hate, (laughs) it grabbed her right in the palm of the hand. And then she's freaking out, tetanus and all, so she went to the hospital and got a shot. But, yeah, they're... Wow. Are there? I always thought they only attacked coopers, like barrel makers. Right. So I'm, I so or small I always wonder how they. What's that? Small cars. Yeah, mi- mini, mini coopers. coopers. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So a very specific uh, strategy. Very, yeah. Yeah. But you're saying I should, that's what I want in my pokeball. I think so. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. But that like, I'd be hesitant to go up to them because like you throw out that pokeball and it doesn't want to go in there. Paul, I don't know. Okay. I don't know if you'd make the next QCIB meeting. Well, you know, I suppose there's worse things. True <laughs> <laughs> that. True that. <laughs> well, thanks a lot for taking us on a tour of the uh, yeah. the uh, 
the Queen City Pokemon Encyclopedia. Well, thanks for Thank letting you. me come back and find my newt's dead. <laughs> this, and and there might be a couple parts of your bike. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Do you think I could take them or? Uh, if you have to. Yeah. We we kind of we're kind of hoping to sell them for more noodles, but uh, if you don't mind us like starving, you can take the remaining parts. Of your yeah, bike. I'll take them. That's fine. Uh, oh, okay. Well, thanks a lot, Jared. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Um, all right. So we're getting close to the top of the hour when the uh, the time locks open up on the doors. So do you want to... Um, uh, well, we'll just like do one quick outstanding improvement. Okay. That sounds uh, great. And that would be the uh, RRI, the Regina Revitalization Initiative Rail Yards Renewal Project Open House. And the reason this is important is because on Monday, May 16th, which is just in four days from now, uh, everybody's been invited to see the three redevelopment concepts that the uh, the competing architects or urban planners, whatever you call them these days, uh, have put together. It's a 17-acre site uh, on the site of where the uh, railway uh, interchange used to be, just north of downtown. And uh, a couple of months ago, people got together and said, yeah, "This is what I really like to see on these on the site." Uh, this is this is how I would like to like renew this site, and uh, now like the architects have gone off and they've come up with some concept plans that people get to like take a look at, poke, uh, put yellow stickies on, and uh, you know give feedback so that the city gets an idea of what people, which is the three directions people want to go. That's really exciting. That's uh, mm-hmm. like yeah. in our neighborhood, in the exchange neighborhood. We're excited to see what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everybody is, and uh, so and everybody is welcome. To come out and see these uh, yeah. these designs. I'll be there for sure. Cool. Uh, it's going to be held at Salon 2 at Everaz Place at 7 p.m. And like I said, that's on May 16th. That's next Monday. Um, and you can get more information by visiting reginarevitalization.ca. And there will be background on the whole thing. There will be a discussion that will be facilitated probably by uh, members of uh, the City Hall staff. And um, there'll be interactive information boards, workbooks, and just a big old chance to interact with the whole project team on this. So it's uh, if this is the kind of thing that uh, turns your crank, this will totally turn your crank. Fantastic. Yeah. And John Kennedy will be there. Yeah. But everybody at the meeting will actually be named John Kennedy. Anyways, yeah. but yeah. okay. It makes it really easy to print up the uh, the name tags <laughs> to true. give out to people. You can just instead true. of like having to write in each name, you can just print them all just out in advance. Straight up, John Kennedy. Yeah. All right. So uh, <clears throat> I think that's it. I think we should maybe should make one of those calls to to uh, adjourn the meeting. Is that okay? Yeah. I, I move to adjourn the meeting. I will second that motion. Okay. I guess we can have a vote. Yeah. Vote. In favor. In favor. Okay. All in favor. Motion passed. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's Community Radio. Uh, our meetings are also rebroadcast Mondays at 9 a.m. You can find us online on Twitter at Queen City IB or our website, queencityib.com. And remind you that it's ir- not Irritable Bowel, but Improvement Bureau. Uh, catch our podcast at cjtr.ca slash podcast or subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks again to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for our fantastic theme music. Uh, Jared Clark, a.k.a. Sherrod, Butcher Brzezinski, for being on the show. And, of course, John Kennedy of the Saskatchewan Cultural Exchange Society. Coming up next on CJTR, Nordcore Cabaret with Maddie V, followed by Sask Centric Electric and The Cockpit. Until then, keep on improving.